Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. All right, welcome everybody to Curb Your Podcast. My name is Axel. My co-host today is, of course, Mr. Timothy, Tim Hinesworth. Today we're going to be talking about Season 10, Episode 9. The penultimate of the season. The penultimate. I started the podcast without Tim even knowing I was starting the podcast because I wanted it to feel natural. And we're actually looking at each other because it's coronavirus style. We got to feel more human, right, Tim? That's right. I mean, this podcast thing is is great, you know, listening to each other. But every once in a while, we'll sacrifice a little audio to see each other. And uh, even if we're not on the YouTubes, we're looking at each other, enjoying uh, hanging out across the yeah. across the uh, country. What What's the name of this episode? I don't even remember. Oh, this episode is Beep Panic. Beep Panic. Yes, which is. Maybe unfamiliar to, I, I would, you know, I know from myself, it's unfamiliar. Uh, maybe for you a little bit more because you've settled down. But in New York, beat panic is is like a knee-jerk reaction. So instead of panicking when someone beeps, you instantly turn around and go, what the fuck? <laughs> so it, it, it was a little tough to get into, but I, I could see how That's- this could cause it. <laughs> And I've most likely caused a lot of beat panic in my day. Dude, that's what I didn't get. I, I have to admit, like, first of all, I don't I think that Larry has just been in LA too long. This is one of those times, you know, sometimes he does something that's New York in LA, and that's when I really feel him, right? But this one, I didn't understand it. I was like, Larry, what do you mean beat panic? I would do exactly what you just said, Tim. That's the exact reaction I had. We didn't even plan this. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. If somebody honked at me, I wouldn't throw my phone. I turn around and go, "What the fuck?" I go, "Fuck you." It's, I wouldn't. It's, I, <laughs> it's like that. Just the hearing of a horn, like, doesn't even make you flinch over here. No. Like, it might make you glance up to the light and go, oh, "All right." Yeah. Or, exactly. Because there's just so much car alarms especially i would say in like the 90s when everybody's car alarms would go off and all you hear you know it's just just like in some of the you know parody movies where they open the window shut the fuck up like yeah. that's what it was like so you the the alarms kind of utilize that same horn so it's it the beat panic didn't didn't really set in but it added for i guess the good twist of the story which was the you know it, it at at the old culmination of the 
the overall joke, you yes. know, he gets yeah. screwed in the end by the bee panic. Yeah, when that's he was true. On the lookout for it. I can I, I see what he's saying, you know. He's so nice, he gives her the car. Now you knew as soon as he gave her that car that that, that not only was that car, but his other car, they were both getting smashed by the end of the episode. I just knew it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was a, a little ridiculous that he even let her in the car to, to give her the ride because they were also worried about the diarrhea the first day, then the sweat, which could be either from the AC or the diarrhea. And then he's like, yeah, come in the car. And what's super ironically funny is that they got the shits from her dipping her hands all up in there, eating them with them, and they made the rounds to everybody. And Larry ruined what he was going back to the dealership for to get. Oh, wait. Hold up. Wait. So did you felt that she had you, – you felt that there was like a virus angle here that she yes. gave them of – I thought it was just that the licorice itself – Gave you the shits. Well, no, because he says he's been going back for weeks just to get the licorice. And the guy's like, another problem and another problem. Ah. He's like, so he hasn't gotten the shits while he's eating it. It just happened to be this time. And then it made it full circle because Susie didn't even want it. She gives it to Richard and and it was all the guys, you know, Larry and Richard at the table that, you know, it just was it, that part of it. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And, and I also thought one step deeper when he offered her the job who, you know, he knows she either has diarrhea issues at the moment or constant diarrhea issues in a place that doesn't allow defecation. Oh, yes. Now I get, you know what, man? I think this week has just been so crazy that actually curb went over my head. And now I understand that she carried over the diary, that's what it was. I get it now, dude. You want to know something? Isn't that – that's why we do this podcast, so I can understand dumb jokes on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> but I got to ask you something. Have you – has there ever been a store or a place that you have gone back to just to get the free shit that they're giving out and you had to make excuses to go there like he was doing to get the licorice? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like a price club, like – I'll go get like or, or Sam's Club, Costco, however you guys call it, uh, BJ's. I'll you know when they're doing the free samples at the end of the aisle, I'll go up there, grab one, come back with the hood up, maybe take the hat off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, would you ever go there just to get the free sample? Is what I'm saying. Like, would you? Were you yes. ever riding by Costco I, and like, yo, I'm hungry, I'm gonna get the free sample? Yes. Like when when there's those like pop up fairs and and carnivals. <clears throat> It's actually annoying because I come home with more like uh, tote bags and koozies and frisbees than you could, <laughs> and, and I have no use for them. But I just need to have them because they're free. No. And I, yeah, I, but I, I do like free stuff. But if it was a specialty item like a, a licorice like that, like that's almost like the beans worthy. You got to hunt that down. Yeah, that's true. I can only think that when I was living in Jersey City, there was this spot that the guy was really nice, and every time I went pass it he would give me like a free little cookie or a free candy or something and i have to admit that there were days where 
you know, I just want to get the free shit from them. And then I would kind of act like, oh, no, that's not, you know, I was looking for something else, but then I obviously wouldn't buy anything. <laughs> so I, would, I didn't even go as far as Larry as to concoct that there's something wrong with the car to do it. But I did, I would kind of feel bad about going in there and getting, that's the thing you have to worry whenever you, when I used to work at World of Video in Manhattan there in Greenwich Village, um, once you gave one person like a free pass on their late fees, they would just walk in the next time expecting it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like they just give you the wink. Like, and I'd be like, no, that was, ju- I was just being nice that one time. That That's definitely not how New York rolls. <laughs> They're know? like, oh, we got, we got something going here. This is our thing. Exactly. Now. Right. They always think that, that now that now you're their guy. That's the thing. That's what I have to say about um, this episode it was, and we've been talking about how LA, you know, Curb, it's kind of like that New York guy in Los Angeles. He is now an, a Los Angeles guy. And sometimes I'm, I, I, Larry's getting a little suspect. If they do a season 11, I propose he comes back to New York and comes back to his roots and gets a little, you know, woken up. Because I think he's getting he's Latte Larry now. You know what I'm saying, man? Come but he, on. But he's he's also getting older, so it's kind of fitting <laughs> sort of the demographic too. Like true, where he can true. he can make a little older jokes now, like the rectal bleeding thing. Like there's things now that you could use a little bit more with the age, like yeah. that he can he can lean on those jokes. But what's I think is very funny about the car thing is that he's going there. To, you know, claiming all these things are broken. And he is so stubborn. This guy calls his bluff. Oh, you're going to buy something? And somehow he walks out with the $150,000 model of the i8 BMW. And he had a hard time even getting in. And knowing Larry, like, that's something you could see a whole episode of him bitching about i can't even get in my car how do people get in the car what do you mean why do i gotta bend down I gotta, this seatbelt doesn't even come off like oh, no. there's so many things and he just did it look frustrated but like you're not calling his bluff which was that you know what that like was dj anti larry he's got a spite store and while he was sitting in the car i was thinking that's a spite sit like he's sitting he's totally uncomfortable it's despite himself it shows his whole attitude is he thinks he's spiting someone else, but he ends up spiting himself. And I do have to call out that that's, uh, what's her name? Abby from Broad City. Did you ever watch Broad City? I didn't watch Broad City, but I knew she was a comedian. Yeah, she her. is. That show is one of the funniest shows of the past, I don't know, five years or so. That is so awesome. And that is kind, it's fu- kind of funny how... When he brings people on, he lets them use their natural kind of improv and you can see how their like natural inclinations come out. Like with John Hamm, I've heard that John Hamm is kind of like a joke. Like he's, he's kind of like a sarcastic guy only from listening to like Bill Simmons. 
And so you see that that kind of comes out when he's on the show. And whenever that kind of like nasty physicality is a big part of her humor on Broad City, like purposefully wearing clothes that don't fit and like working out like her job was to pick up the sweaty towels at the gym on Broad City. And they were always doing close ups of like her sweating and looking totally nasty. So the whole thing that they play into with the shit. Uh, is pretty funny. Yes, I, I mean, it, she reminds me a little bit of Aubrey Plaza, like that dark comedy type stuff. Yeah, I could see that. You see, Aubrey Plaza goes more for the like it, kind of she knows what's happening, whereas right, Abby is she more plays- like she's kind of uh, she's not in control. You know what I mean? Like she's constantly kind of a little bit out of control. That's kind of that whole show. But if you're dude for New York shows, broad city is amazing. They have the one episode where they just trip on mushrooms and walk through New York city. And they did a really great job of doing a, doing an episode where people are tripping on mushrooms and walking through New York. Cause you know, most times when people do tripping, they make it out crazy. Like there's unicorns coming at your eyes, which if you can trip like that, please tell me where you get yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. I, I've never because <laughs> that does not actually happen. <laughs> no, that's TV. That's TV tripping. Yes, yes. The carpet moves, things move. That's from your eyes. That's a physical thing. But you're not but seeing unicorns with this show. What you just said about her being her and using her comedy style, there, it's so refreshing to get Vince Vaughn being Vince Vaughn yeah. as that role uh with Freddie Funkhauser, right? Was is Freddie? I think it's yeah. So um I mean he had one line that it, it just had me rolling. Like they're telling the story about what could have possibly happened in the event of a of a panic beat a moment, you know, oh you could hit a stroller, right? And like that's bad enough. And like you, you know, Vince Vaughn brought up that you could kill a child, and then Jeff goes, you know, well, what if, what if uh, I figure out how he takes it somewhere else? What if the kid grows up to be something, and he just instantly Vince Vaughn then goes, I love your imagination, but we didn't need the sci-fi. Like I, I can't deliver it like him, but the way he does it is perfect. And then they go, all right, all right, you, you want to order and. and he slips in another perfect Vince Vaughn line. He goes, "Well, even though the baby's dead, I still want to eat." Like it's good, just, yeah, it's just so. I love that, like that he lets them be them and still fit the storyline they're yeah. creating for the show. I like him this season. You know, on some of the uh, Facebook groups and some things I've been reading, people have not been as favorable of Vince Vaughn because I guess they felt like. He was pitched as like the replacement for Funkhauser, you know, he's related to him. Obviously it's a, he's a big star, but I have to say, I think that they've used him economically and I think he's been really funny though. I, there's only, we only got one episode left. I did expect that one of these episodes would completely center around him. I guess the, the, the doll thing, he gave him the doll and he was in a good portion. Well, it wasn't in that much of this episode. 
So yeah, I, but, I think he's been used well. I've liked him yeah, this season. I do too. He became like the fourth, like they, you know, the, the golf thing, like he's there now and, and just having that little conversation about Pebble Beach and then Jeff can't go and they're like, eh, I don't really want to go. He kind of still wants to go. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, you're right. Dude, you Jeff know that's so true though. I, I, I mean, you must have been in situ. You always have that situation where you're, you're friends with the person and then you're kind of friends with the other person. And then if you leave the situation, you're even thinking to yourself like, oh, those people don't really hang out together. You know, I like the way that's the cool thing. Like you say about them being old, they just all agreed at the table. They were like, yeah, you know, he's the glue without him there. Uh, you know, I don't know. And they're basically looking at each other and saying, I don't really want to hang out with you. Exactly. <laughs> like what, what you would want to do when you're younger, but you, you might the get buffer. All of a sudden, you, you got a new group of friends that yeah. you didn't even realize because someone left. And like now you're hanging out with them still. But do you really want to keep be hanging out with them? They're like, yeah, I'll keep calling. We'll hang out. But no, it, it added a funny dynamic. Now, I know, you know, I don't know if you've golfed, but I I'm, can almost say that you're not a member no, of a as I've club. said, I, every, anytime they do the golf stuff, it, it I kind of feel like I'm on the outside looking in. So the – that country club shit is is legit with the you know you got to wear in the in the clubhouse they want a, a collar and this and that but it's r- ridiculous that if the AC's off and the guy tells Larry zip it up like it's just so crazy and that t- that Tanaka guy who, who, who you know I think that's his name yeah he, well you remember him dude he was he played a bigger part last season yeah, but it's just really funny, like how like th- these guys who don't conform to shit are lo- will conform to all these rules of the golf club. Like the, you know, it's like Larry. Larry doesn't want to sit with the other people. He doesn't want a wobbly table. You know, he doesn't want to sit with the ugly people in that other restaurant. But the golf club, oh shit, you know, we got to be on our best. Well, behavior. yeah. Well, he knows because that dude is tough. Oh, but dude, you know what? We kind of skipped right over the beginning which was the amazing commercial for Latte Larry's. Well, yeah, I that was going to get that up, man. I, you know, I still wanted to kind of hit on. on okay. Okay. The, I'll let you, you, yeah. you do it. You go. Cause we were, you know, we were getting like staying in the group session. We, you know, they were all in a group still. And it brought up the, the group topic of what would you do if, I mean, you don't have to be in a group first, the sweat. I mean, first the diarrhea, if so, oh, God, the way well, they I, shot that too, the, 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 the drip of sweat. Well, and then the before way they, the sweat, oh, the when, would, would you, what waitress in the world would have ever just mentioned that? <laughs> That's why it's the best, dude. That's why it's so, as soon as she, look, they're sitting down and they're having their talk and it was kind of funny. And then when I saw it was her, as soon as she came up, I was just waiting for something. And then when she dropped that, I was like, okay, this is what this episode is about. It was hilarious, man. So, I love it. So would you leave in that situation? I, I Without a doubt, I, I would have absolutely no issue. I wouldn't even be as nice about it. You know what I mean? Like as yeah, soon I would, I would so. just be like, hey, listen, I'm so, I, I would just look, I would just be like, you know what? I think we've decided to eat somewhere else. Yeah. You can't say that. I would but he like couldn't should... do that because it's in the club. The That's club. the yes. right. That's the so, trap. And I like how they used the past of the show. Yes. It's rare that curb 
relies on kind of like a serialized nature. Like you, you, it's fun if you remember, but you don't have to remember. They've been doing a lot more. Yeah. In this case, that was kind of contingent on the situation, which is why they were trying to be so nice about it (laughs) with her, you know? But I thought it was so funny too, the way that Tanaka just says it, you know, he was like, it's the diarrhea. I yes. knew it was he the goes, diarrhea. Oh, was it the diarrhea or the service? <laughs> Is it the service? So no, now it's no, day no. two. What about sweat? Sweat in your food. Now, uh, obviously, we're, if you're not taking the diarrhea talk, the sweat's completely out. But let's go to Larry's thing when he's talking to her. Would you eat something your wife sweating? That is a tough one, man. Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, which is totally stupid because, of course, I imbibe her bodily fluids on the regular. Yeah, I, you know, I still, I, I, I still, it'd have to be like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't know, know, man. I don't think I could do it. I, I'm, 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 you know what? I'm too anal. It would have dude. to be like a specialty dish, and I could cut it off. Yeah, I, I yeah. If it was like a, just was on soup, a little no piece way. of a cookie. But it was like a half of my, it, you know, it, it's a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Hey, I think we're slowing down here on the video, man. Yeah. Maybe we should go yeah, you wanna, the video. The, yeah. The big, the yeah, big but, Google uh, no, is slowing us down, but we'll keep the podcast rolling. Uh, that's a tough one, dude, because it's about the situation. It, that's like, it's about, that's like Latte Larry's too. It's the setup, right? Like it's, yep. it, it's the, it's the, it's the artifice, not the art that Larry is into. It's the presentation and the, so, just seeing that one little thing uh, of sweat. And especially, I mean, come on, dude, look what we're going through now where nobody wants to touch a that, door handle. Right. That's where I was kind of headed. Yeah. Is that like now, especially at where we're at, it's like, they put this episode in almost perfect. That's why I really picked up on the, the virus part of her diarrhea. Yeah. Because okay. I'm thinking yep. about everybody's hands went into that, into that tin and she was like digging in. He's like, here, help yourself. And she was having <laughs> a good old time. See, I can't believe that I missed that. I just uh, thought it was that he just had so much of it, you know? Um, and I don't want, I don't want your fucking licorice. I love Susie. Susie is there was a uh a post I saw where someone was uh saying that Susie was annoying. I have to say that this season my real kind of all-stars, I was going to say like background honorable mention or whatever, but not really. I think they've been silently carrying the season is Leon and Susie. I hey, really think I mean I they're could- giving Leon the last 3 episodes and I like that they're making sure to give us one scene early on where Leon and Larry sit down in the house and they just kind of talk it out. And we usually get a second one. Like in this episode, we got a second one and I'm just dying laughing. Leon just breaks it down every time. It's like the morning meeting. I mean, yep. first, yeah. first you get right after the, so let's get it to latte Larry's that the commercial was fucking hilarious. He was just so comfortable in it. And he says, and he calls it a spite store. Oh, he laid it out. No defecation. Uh, you know, he said, I mean, just all the things that you would think you'd have a line outside of like protesters. What do you mean? We can't have this. 
And he just lays out that commercial great. Yeah, but I also think – I agree with that, but I also kind of feel like we live in such a niche world that if there really was a place like this, there would be a line out front just to just so somebody could take like an Instagram picture in front of it or be like, I was at Latte Larry's, you know, or like in the bathroom, not defecating. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he would be really – I thought the commercial was brilliant. It was a brilliant that- way to open – I like the way that they just shot it like the show is shot. They didn't even try to use like yeah, different be- filter, different or- filter, or, diff- or a better camera, or right. a different it was focus. The same thing. It was just it was just the show, and it was it was almost like Larry had just said, "Okay, let's make you know, just like made the commercial without the cameras even being there because we're the camera all the time." I thought it was hilarious, man, and I'm glad to see that's been spreading around the internet. And I've seen this week. I've seen a lot of people laughing, looking at the Latte Larry commercial. And in hindsight, hey, Latte Larry's is a clean place. I like it. It is. And now you say it. You know, we got that opening scene, almost like the the uh, employee meeting at the beginning of the day at Larry's house. And he's calling. He's he gives uh he gives Leon the, the name Beanmeister, right? Yeah. But Leon's again. The unsung hero line just slides in. You know, going to Mickey's wedding was the greatest thing we ever did. <laughs> like, just what? Like, that's fucking perfect. Like, it was such a shit show. And and uh, they've got the beans and everything's rolling. I love I it, mean, man. And the, 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 the part at the end where, uh, where they're both uh, having to take the shit – and um, Mocha Joe steals the uh, screeners. Leon was amazing, man. I just, I, I love the way that he's so invested in something. But then when he reaches his point, it's just like the go service. Got to go. He's just like, I'm out. I quit. I'm done with that. I moved on. He doesn't yep. care. You, he, they never, their arguments, there are, I think it's like they decided this season, especially no argument with Larry and Leon lasts past one of them being mad. Like, you know what? You he know just what? says, okay, hey, whatever. And then they move on. You know what? If you tell a story like that, you add a lo and behold. <laughs> lo and behold, baby. He's totally right. Uh, and you know what's, what's great is the, the Ted thing, right? So Ted's with Mocha Joe. All right. They give in. They're like, oh, shit, this is good coffee. And then they, they have the, the battle of the prices, which is kind of silly. But what was awesome. Oh, is, I have is to say, Ted I did. I did. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you there, pal. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did want to say I lo- that was kind of silly. But for me as a filmmaker, whatever, you know, camera guy, I just really appreciated the old school the way yes. it just even the way they shot the unlike like the commercial like a fast a fast yeah the music was great it was just such a throwback and i i love that larry i mean we've talked about it before i love that he keeps that kind of borscht belt um you know cat skills humor going and it's just that kind of like old school thing it was visual you had to watch it and I yeah, like, like that. Eye, like, like, yeah, the one Larry's eyes will go up. Yeah. Then Joe, Joe's 
it was like you'll get angry face like it was yeah, a lot of man i love it dude that was classic almost it was like silent film stuff i think that that and, was just a throwback but, and then, but my, when ted comes out and goes hey guys i'm ted dancing you know cheers Becker and nobody knows <laughs> shit, but yeah, he's supposed to be coming out, you know, in this new movie, uh, playing with General Lee, right? Uh, what happened that to that? What? <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. I love when they bring up huge plot points and just drop them in the, that. I, I think it's brilliant, and I know and like, that they do it on purpose. They'll bring Rich, it back. Richard's play coming out of nowhere. Oh God, the play, and and they did. Richard Richard went from having getting a brand new car to getting a brand new girlfriend that he was furniture shopping with, to being in a play, to like doing all these things that nobody has a clue about. And he just always like relates back to, look, I got so many years in this business. I, I got so many years in this business. Like, it's just funny. Like Richard, he's such a close friend, but he has these crazy plot points that go like, that just are irrelevant. But to him, they're big, but like, it shows like his friends, like yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, you got a new girlfriend. Like things happen so quick. It's just wild. The um the 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 play was hilarious. I loved Larry in the audience, and it reminded me, of course, of Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller. Yes, that was what that was kind of. You know, it was like an homage to that. Uh, and it is so true, you know, for a while there, that was like the Rain Man thing, you know, like when um, Sean Penn did I Am Sam and Kevin Spacey was also, you know, everybody, you know, you actually, you watch that show. I have to say, I think you like the show. Every time I see the commercial, I'm like, what this guy, is this real? I thought it was a comedy, The Good Doctor. I watched, I stopped watching it after okay. like half season two, but uh my lady still watches it and she loves it. But dude, you watch those commercials and it's like, the guy's like, I made a mistake. Someone's going to die. And then they're like, a dramatic new. <laughs> he just says, it's like, it's, he, he, and what happens is he becomes like house. He like, he, you know, Yes, he, starts, he, he solves these like because rare ones, he, right? Because he has to be a savant, right? Which is like so rare. I think yeah. it's kind of hilarious. It's you know whatever. This you know, this was great. Are- it, it was funny to see Richard too, in like this, trying to like return to his roots in like this little shitty L.A. theater. It looked like there's so many of those places. I'm sure if Sean was on with us, he's been in plenty of places like that, taking classes. I know Heath has too. You see it on like Barry, the HBO show. It almost looked like the same set that they shoot Barry on. When he's given the um, acting lessons, it was brilliant, man. Yeah, this was a great episode. I mean, then I, you know, again, the, another great thing was when Leon says something about black, and Larry goes, "Why does everything have to be black?" And he goes, "I'll even have burnt toast." And he goes, "What about pumpernickel?" He goes, "I've burnt toast pumpernickel sandwich." And that shit's just phenomenal. And like, like Larry knows, like. We can't go too heavy into the white black thing. You can always he oh, Leon always ends it obviously, but like it's great that Larry brings it up, and then Leon just like rolls with it. Like it, it that stuff I love. It was a brilliant episode, buddy. I think that's all we got for this our episode here of podcast. Yeah, beat panic, beat panic, baby. It was a good show. We're gonna be back next week now. Depending, we're gonna be ne- uh, wait next oh. week now. 
No, well, this is what I'm I'm, I'm giving an introduction there, Leon. Um, Depending on what goes on and being that Sean works in the medical field, uh, he is a nurse. So shout out to Sean. Uh, I have secured Sean for the final episode of the season pending life events. So hopefully uh, next week we'll do our last episode with me, DJ, and Sean. We'll oh, rock it great. out and we'll give a goodbye to this season of. I mean, look, I've loved this season because I think each episode has been individually funny. There hasn't been a. I mean, the Latte Larry thing is the theme of the season, but they haven't overdone it, and I really appreciate that. So I think that this has been a. Gr- this has been. Last season, I really loved it. I had a lot of fun, but I felt they were kind of pushing it on some of the episodes. This one, I feel like they just had more of a laid back approach, and I'm just I'm loving it, man. I feel the same exact way, and it's it's one of the better seasons to me. It just it's it's feels more organic. Yeah, baby. Thanks everybody so, for listening, and hey, stay safe out there. Practice your social distancing. Just like Larry would do if anybody's, uh, uh, you know, sniffling. Don't share the licorice. Yeah, don't share the licorice. (laughs) Don't share the licorice, people. We love you. Stay safe. Peace out. Peace. Hey, everybody. I've got an exciting announcement. Our very own Heat Santazo, a.k.a. Heat Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search The Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind-the-scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. Let's help get Solo make this movie, all right? Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie, and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today. The Star City Murders, baby. Let's find the killer.